Jesus wants to teach us how to prepare for his return, how to be ready for him that day, how to be ready to move into heaven. And he's preparing us by showing us how to live in heaven on the earth. Jesus gave his life for you. We're celebrating that coming up. He gave his life for you so that you may have life to the full until it overflows. But so often we don't walk in that. We walk in fear instead. Let's acknowledge Jesus and learn more of his way. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are teaching us to walk in faith, to, to stand before you that day that we can say, we did your will on the earth. We showed who you are. We represented you by living good, living in heaven on the earth. How exciting you are, Jesus. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. He's got me so pumped up today because I was walking in fear. I was walking under pressure and I started feeling confused about where that pressure was coming from. I mean, I know it's from the enemy. I know the pressure is from the enemy. And Jesus started talking to me about what was going on. Don't you love it when you're going through, just as he said in James, and that's what he said to me, you're going through. James 1, 2, count it all joy. I guess I'll read that first since I started there. Consider it hopefully joyful, my brethren, whenever you are enveloped and encounter trials of any sorts or fall into various temptations. Be assured and understand that the trial and the proving of your faith bring out endurance, steadfastness, and patience. But let endurance and steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be a people perfectly fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom... Let him ask of the giving God who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly without reproaching or fault finding, and it will be given to him. Only it must be in faith that he asks with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting, for the one who wavers, hesitates, and doubts like the billowing surge at sea that is blown hither, thither, and tossed by the wind. If you don't ask in faith, if you're not serious about this walk, then you're not going to receive anything from Jesus. So I want to talk to you about the narrow path, Matthew 7. Keep on asking. I'm reading a little bit before just to give you the understanding that Jesus gave me. Matthew 7, keep on asking and it will be given to you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently and the door will be open to you. For everyone who keeps on asking receives and he who keeps on seeking finds. And to him who keeps on knocking, the door will be open. What man of you is there if his son asks for a loaf of bread, will hand him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he hand him a serpent? If you then, evil as you are, know how to give good and vantous gifts to your children, then how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give as perfect as he is, give good and advantageous things to those who keep on asking him? So then, whatever you desire that others would do for you, even so also to for, do for them. For this sums up the law of the prophets, because that's love. Then he said, enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and spacious and broad is the way that leads away to destruction. And many are those who are entering into it. But the gate is narrow, contracted by pressure. The way is straightened and compressed that leads away to life. And few are those who find it. 
And so I was under this pressure that he's talking about right here. And I know in the pressure, either you press through and, and um, then the enemy just leaves because he knows you know what's going on. And then there's a pressure of quitting and giving up because of the enemy. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. But I didn't realize until today, he was talking about receiving that good for him. I mean, there's so many aspects of the kingdom of God and what you're going through, Jesus will show you when you ask for wisdom and he'll show you the different um, ways into the scripture and the meaning for it for your life. And so what he was talking to me about is the reason I was under this tremendous amount of pressure is because I got out on the water. I got out on the sea, like Peter did. Let me read that to you. Matthew 14. So um, Jesus showed up walking on the water and um, they were afraid when they saw him. And then he spoke to them saying, take courage, I am, stop being afraid. And Peter said to him, Lord, if it's you, command me to come out on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and he came toward Jesus. And when he perceived and felt the strong wind, he was frightened. As he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Instantly, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and held him, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And, and so you notice how he got out on the water when Jesus said, come on. And then that's when the enemy came and put that pressure on him by getting him to look at what is. When we walk by faith, we don't look at what is. We're led by the Spirit. And we shouldn't be condemned because we did, but we take on that condemnation because we don't know what's going on. And I was in that place. The pressure was so tremendous. I hadn't felt that pressure in a long, long time. And Jesus said, because you hadn't gotten out on the sea for a while. You need to get out on the sea and receive from Jesus. How are you going to draw from your account, from that account that he has for you, if you don't go and draw, draw it out? I mean, how are you going to use it if you don't go get it? And the thing um, Jesus was saying to me is, your check is here. For a long time, he kept saying, your check is here. And yeah, I get paid. He pays me. He takes care of me. And I didn't understand what he meant until he started showing me that when I walk out in the sea and make a withdrawal from that account by faith is when I can receive it. But then as soon as I did, the enemy came and started condemning me and putting me down and beating me up for stepping out on the sea as he did Peter. Look at the wind, look at the waves, what's going to happen now? But you know, God, He has a plan and it's a good plan. And whether you mess up or you don't mess up or you're out on the sea or you're not out on the sea, He's always there. And just like with Peter, He's going to reach down and grab you. If you mess up, He's going to, if you doubt, if you look at the water, if you look at the wind and the waves, if Satan gets you to look at what is, Jesus is going to reach out and pull you up. He is. He's so in love with you. He's not going to leave you stranded there. My favorite verse is, when you trust and depend on him, 
He's never going to let you down. He never is going to let you down. And so what he's saying today is, you know, he doesn't work by just like what you see, just looking at what is. Every time I had a miracle in my life, it's because I didn't look at what was. I looked at what he said to me. You know, you can look at the Word of God and and you can just read it. And um, without Jesus, it's not going to have the same meaning. As I said, I didn't understand that on the narrow path, what he was saying is that's a path of where you believe him. He said, I have come that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And the enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy. Just like he said in Mark 4. He said, if you don't understand this, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to steal it from you. And the word is God. And the word is the good news. And the word is the promise. And when you hear the word, you have to receive that word by faith. You have to decide you're just going to believe the word of God and then go ahead and take it. I so often um, hear a lady that I admire say, take it, just receive it, take it. And I didn't really know what she meant until Jesus said, take it, your check is here. It's payday, go take it. I'm gonna cover it. He is so amazing. He meets your needs according to his riches and glory and Christ Jesus. Only he can do that. We're not meeting our own needs. If we're meeting our own needs, we're like the world. We're spending our days and our nights worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear, and we're getting on this circle, this merry-go-round that society lives on. But when we live in the kingdom of God, we're loving. We're seeking His way of doing and being right. Just like we just read right here. His way of doing and being right is doing unto others as they you would want them to do unto you. It's about love. It's not about seeking. It's about seeking His way. Knock and the door will be open to you. I love revelation knowledge. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on finding. You know, in the kingdom of God, God has given you a, a mission, an assignment. And if you don't know what it is, I just want to encourage you to go find out. We are called to prepare the way for him, to live in his kingdom, live in heaven on the earth like Jesus did. Don't just go and get a job and try to figure it out yourself because that is not walking out on the sea. Jesus has gifted you, and we know the word of God tells us that our gift will make room for us. Your gift is going to prosper you. The gift that he gave you to give to that person in need of your gift is what is going to provide for you. And still, you have to receive that gift. Don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust can consume and destroy, but store up for your treasures in the kingdom of God. Every time you love someone, every time you go out of your way for someone else, every time you put yourself aside for someone else, you are giving in the kingdom of God. And Luke 6.38 tells us, give and you'll be given back to you. Press down, shake it together, and running over. Your check will come in, and then you can spend it. So the message today is this is a time. This is a time of the year where we celebrate Jesus. Nothing else. We just celebrate what he did for us. He came 
He got on the cross for you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. And he's saying, would you receive that from me? Would you stop receiving the lie of the enemy who tells you you're not good enough, you can't, and I won't, and just be stuck in the same place? You know, we were talking about, he said, if you don't say it, it's not going to happen. If it's unsaid, nothing's going to change. And so you got to take the word of God and you got to speak it and call it and, and live it and, and just apply it to your life. But so many times people hear that message, and especially at Easter time, because lots of, time, lots of times people go to church at Easter time, and they hear the message, but as soon as they leave church or even in church, I've encountered a man that walked out of church and, and he, he was just bombarded by the enemy's lies. He was full of anxiety, and that's what the enemy does especially in this last day before Jesus comes. He attacks with anxiety and worry. And Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. When you learn of Jesus, when you get that revelation knowledge that he has to give you, then the enemy can't do anything. When you get born again and you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you can expect to be under attack. Count it all joy because Jesus is going to grow you up and show you how to walk through that pressure. Don't give in to the pressure and just quit and say, I can't do this. Because of course you can't. You can't do it. You can't do anything without Jesus. But when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, you have him on the inside of you, and you can do all things. You have his empowerment to do his will. So you can do all things. You can resist the enemy, and he'll flee. Once, once he knows you're on to him, he's going to take off. The pressure is going to leave. But don't let him put the pressure on you. That's the message. Don't let him put that pressure on you and get you to quit and give up. Because not, he's not only stealing your good life here, he's not only spending your check for you, but he's stealing your eternity from you. Don't let him do that. Don't let him do it. Once he knows you're on to him, the pressure will alleviate. It'll go away. And you will have grown to that place. You, you'll have persevered and you get to the place like James says, that you won't lack anything. Let endurance, let that pressure come. That steadfast, steadfastness and patience have full play and do a thorough work so that you may be a people perfectly and fully developed with no defects, lacking nothing. Lacking nothing. And then if you need wisdom while you're going through it, ask. Ask and it'll be given to you. Because you're pressing through. Of course, Jesus is going to give you the answer. Of course, he's going to empower you to do it. So don't live in deficit. If you're without Jesus, if you live this whole life afraid to know Jesus and do his will because of the attack the enemy put on you after you said that prayer, you're never going to win. You're never going to have eternal life. The enemy already got you. This is a matter of life and death. Life and death. And life and death, as we're speaking of it, is in the power of the tongue. And so you got to say, no, I'm not going to listen to you, enemy. You can put that pressure on me, but I'm going to walk through it because I believe Jesus. And he's in me. And with him, I can do all things. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Jesus said, you can't do anything without me. 
And so go ahead and ask Jesus, come on, live, live on the inside of you, and know that the enemy is going to come with that pressure to try to get you to quit and give up. Read Mark 4. Read it every day. When I first started reading it, it was so hard to understand. But if you keep reading it, keep reading it, keep seeking, keep knocking, that revelation will come. And the revelation Jesus gives us is what helps us to press through and to win. Having his wisdom. And he said, when the disciples were asking him, um, the, the mysteries of the kingdom of God, Jesus said, are given to you because you're following me, you're asking me. To those outside of our circle, everything is as a parable. Jesus wants you to know. He wants you to follow him. He wants you to ask. If you're serious, you're going to ask. You're going to pay attention to the word. And you will be richly rewarded with his promises. His promises are true. And they're yes and amen. And just parking here for a second, the enemy is going to always tell you no. Jesus is taking that away from you. We we hear silly songs and, and we misinterpret verses like he gives and takes away. And then we think that God is taking things away from us. But Jesus said, I've come that you may have life, have it to the full, till it overflows. He wants you to have good. He said, everything that is his will, the answer is yes and amen. He wants you to have all that good stuff that the enemy is telling you, no. You can't have that. You're not good enough. You didn't do this good enough. He wants to just beat you up, and he will if you let him. And Jesus said, be sober, be vigilant, and he's going to come and try to devour you. He does that with a lie. He does it with pressure. He does it by condemning you, telling you you're bad and you, you really messed up, and Jesus won't forgive you now. It's too late. You know, this is a time of grace, and of course, we have to receive that grace by faith. Paul said, remove this thorn, uh, this thorn from my side. And, and God said, my grace is sufficient. Go ahead, take it out. Stand up against that pressure. Walk through. Tell the enemy to get out of your way. Nothing will be impossible for you, Jesus said. You speak to that mountain. You tell it to move. We're his kids. He gave us his power and his authority. So when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, and you start following after him and, and push through that pressure, you're going to see all the good that he actually wants for you. And then you can walk in it. Don't listen to the lie, but know the enemy is going to come and try to talk you out of it. And just go to Jesus. Go get that revelation knowledge. Go get that love that he has for you. Prepare the way for him. And you know, when you stand before him that day, you're not going to be the one who he tells, away from me, I never knew you, because you pressed in. Because you did the will of the Father. His will is for you to believe him. Press past that pressure and believe him. Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart. And he said, Revelation 3.20, if you open that door and invite him in by heeding his voice, he's going to come in. He's going to teach you. But if you don't heed his voice, really that means you don't believe him, and then he can't do anything. Then he can't do anything. He is so good, and he's inviting you right now. He's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would invite him in by heeding his voice, being engaged with him, changing your life, 
to seek after him in his way, improve his will as good and perfect, change your mind to think his way, receive those blessings from him, get out on the sea, then he's going to come and live on the inside of you. Do you have that intention? Will you make that commitment? Will you prove his will is good and perfect? Then say that prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you for giving your life for us so we can have life to the full till it overflows. We resist that pressure the enemy's trying to put on us to quit, to give up, to think wrongly of ourselves. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. And you've made us perfect. And we thank you and praise you that you will help us walk in that perfection, in that maturity, to grow up and to love and make that our first priority, to be like you, to care about what you care about. Thank you. We love you. We praise you. And we give you all the glory. You're so good. So good to us. We love you. Thank you for getting on that cross for us and making life possible, making it possible that we can have eternal life, that we won't be hurt by the second death because you overcame the grave. You're so good. You're so good. And we thank you that we can see, that we can see. We thank you that we can see now that we've committed to you and you're living on the inside of us. We thank you that we can see the truth. We love you and we praise you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name. If you said that prayer, I'd love it so much if you let me know. If you said that prayer, know the enemy is going to come against you with that pressure. But don't, don't get on the wide path with everyone else and quit and give up. Don't let him put that pressure on you to the point of quitting and giving up. Go ahead, walk through the pressure, and you'll be on that narrow path that leads to eternal life. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.